Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and I am joined by my guy Goose, aka Bulls Scripted. And we are here after a 124-115 loss to the Milwaukee Bucks in a hell of a game, really. It was actually a really pleasing game to fought, man. They fought hard. Unfortunately, it just didn't work out the way we wanted it to. Uh, a couple little cliff notes real quick before we get into the episode. Be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. And this Saturday, what is the date of Saturday, Goose? Do you know what that, what is that, the 16th? Does that sound right? Yes, it is the 16th indeed. Okay, November 16th at the Murray Brothers. We'll be there with some uh, former players of every major Chicago sport team doing some inter live interviews, live podcasts, having a good time. So come out, hang out with us at the Murray Brothers. Murray Brothers Caddyshack event this Saturday, November 16th. I believe the event starts at 11.30, goes to about 6.30. So come on and join us there. So let's get into this, this fucking loss here because I'm upset. And I knew it was going to happen. I just didn't know how it was going to happen. And the way the Bulls let it happen hurt me even more. How do you feel about that? <sighs> I don't know, man. I Sometimes I just don't know what Jim's thinking, and I feel like I'm saying that on every podcast. Uh, brightest spots we had were Kobe White again, man. Um, him and Wendell Carter Jr. are really kind of slowly becoming a team. You know, Zach had 25 points and 7 assists, but made a lot of dumb mistakes. A couple of four shots, a couple of bad mid-range shots. that ultimately kind of cost us games. And or the game rather. So you know, we just we got freaked up by the Greek man and I'm just I'm not too thrilled. But it, it was expected. Yeah, I didn't expect I mean I didn't think the Bulls would win this game. But I didn't think they'd make it as close as they did either. Just by the prior way that they've been playing, but I mean their shots were falling tonight, man. Their shots were falling tonight. They were eighteen from forty three from behind the three point arc. That's for forty one point nine percent. They shot 40% from the field, 38 for 93, but in the first half, it was a different story. The Bulls were draining shots. They were making th things happen. There was a huge, huge discrepancy within free throws tonight, especially in the first half. The Bulls kind of came on strong in the second half, but in the first half, Milwaukee was just getting way more <laughs> way more free throw opportunities than the Bulls were. Milwaukee ends up tonight with 47 attempted free throws, 34 points gained off of them. The Bulls... 25 free throws and tonight they were hitting them i mean they hit it at 21 uh 21 free throws tonight at 84 percent clip from behind this charity stripe it's not bad they were out rebounded real bad tonight milwaukee with 58 boards the bulls with 45 assists were pretty much dead even 25 for the bulls 24 for the bucks i mean this game was was close and then per some shot selections some personnel decisions, I think, really did hurt. And before anybody who's listening to this right now goes on to a tangent, I think Ryan Archidiakono played a very good game, especially in the second half defensively with his hustle. I think Milwaukee saw that he was on the court and decided to pick on him. And that's why you saw him on Giannis for like the last three important minutes of the game. 
<laughs> I'll, I'll let you touch on that if you'd want. Then we can start going in chronological order. So, you know, I get the opposing team was playing small. and Wendell Carter Jr. had fouled out already, so that kind of changes your lineup situation. But Ryan Archie Diacono over, like, Thaddeus Young, maybe Chandler Hutchison. I just... You're losing the rebounding battle. Lowry Markin against Giannis is not your ideal situation when it comes to the biggest guys on the floor. Um, you know, Lowry's seven foot, but when you put him up against Giannis, I'm going to take the aggressive MVP over Lowry every single time. I think that's a no-brainer. Um, so just having those two be the biggest guys on the floor... I think Jim could have changed that up by throwing that in for Archie instead of falling into that four-guard trap. Uh, though, Like you said, Archie had a pretty solid game. He had a big shot or two, um, and he always seems to be in the right place. So from that aspect, I, I can see why you trust Archie to be in there in crunch time because he does generally make the right play. But at the same time, I just four guards, uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't understand the end of that, the end, the end personnel there as well. But a guy I wanted to touch on too is Lowry Markkinen. He's not Lowry Markkinen. He's hurt. There's something going on with him. He's hurt. He's got to be hurt. Something's wrong. And I don't know what the Bulls are waiting on. Maybe because they were selling us on playoffs this year, and it's not like a severe, severe injury, but it's enough to slow him down. Something is something's off, man. No, yeah, he doesn't. Something's, he does, something's wrong. He doesn't miss that dunk that he had on Kyle Korver. No, he that was a poster machine last year, hundred percent. Maybe even in the beginning of this year. I. Well, no, that's the crazy like thing himself. is he came out the gate thirty-five and seventeen, right? Like. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's 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 just not goose. It's just not. So him. it's got to be the oblique, and if that's the case, you either got to sit him. Um, let him get right. Um, I don't want to say have him come off the bench for Thad, but maybe you do that at some point. Um, staggering him and Zach isn't the worst thing because they're both kind of subpar defensively. So I don't know. It's it's a crazy situation right now. I don't know how to approach the Lowry situation. I know it's not that he doesn't love basketball, like I said in the last podcast. I don't think he's Darko Milicekin us, um, but no, I think he's hurt. I, I, you know, I mean that's what that's what it has to be. I, I don't. I, there's no way with how hyped he was before the season started. I mean, we saw all this media day stuff. We saw all of it, the live practice, all that stuff. We saw what he's capable of. We know what he's capable of. We've seen it the last two years. Something's off with him, and if you do have a pipe dream of making the playoffs, you need to sit him now so he can rest and just try to rebound and do whatever, not physically rebound, but you know I mean, have the team rebound and try to figure out a plan to to win without him for a little bit. Because right now you have, it looks like a, I'm not even going to say a 50% Lowry mark, it looks like you have like a, a shell of himself, like a, a player who's lost all of his athleticism, a seasoned NBA vet who can't move anymore. That's what it looks like. I, I don't know if I'd go that far. Uh, it's definitely Dude, I, I, I have to go that far. <laughs> it's definitely not pretty right now. Um, but I do know one thing. I didn't sell my property on Chris Dunn Island. Um, and recently the value there has started to come back around and start to go up a little bit. Uh, the last thing I'm going to do is sell 
my massive lot on Markinen Island. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give him the leeway for right now. Um, until you get through. I still it doesn't change the fact that I love him, bro- brother. It doesn't change the fact that I think he's gonna be a great fit for this team. I just I legitimately have formed my own opinion now where I think he's hurt. And oh I no, there's something not right. There's something not right. Right. And if there is everything right, and this is just who he is now, then I'm I'm gonna have to cry a couple of nights um, here in the future. <clears throat> just hug right. pillow. Just just taking it in deep. Absolutely. Speaking of Chris Dunn, man, another game for him with three plus steals. It's his sixth game of doing oh, that this year. Why wasn't he uh, in for Archie? You know, that's a good point because he was actually kind of. I mean, not stopping Greek Freak, but he was pissing him off a little bit. <laughs> Did you see? Yeah, that and then shit? he won the jump ball. Yeah, yeah. Well, Archie also won a jump ball, so people are very excited about that. Uh, all right. I think Chris Dunn <laughs> was up against Giannis, and I think Archie was up against George Hill. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of a difference here, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, you know, I, I was happy with the play from Chris Dunn. I was happy with the play from our bench in general. Uh, you know, I I really enjoyed, you know, like I said, Archie Diacono, man. He was flying all over the place tonight. Stacy was getting hyped up about that young man. Um, you know, Thad came in. He looked all right. He had a, ba- he had a bad turnover and a couple bad shot selections uh, that I just that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. You know, Thad did have three turnovers off the bench here tonight, but, uh, I mean, other than that, the scoring off the bench was good. Let's get into Kobe real quick. He played the most minutes on the team tonight with 35. He's 9 for 23 from the field, 6 for 13 from downtown for 26 points, 3 steals, 3 assists, and 5 rebounds. Kid's out of his mind, man. He He's a great player. And uh, Stacy had said at one point, during the broadcast tonight after the, I believe it was the third quarter oop between Kobe White and Wendell Carter Jr., that you're looking at the future. And I I really agreed with Stacy there. I think those two are, they, they actually might be the future. No, I mean, Wendell Carter's asserting himself as a leader on this team. He's probably the best two-way player on the team, um, which ultimately translates to maybe even being the best player on the team, as crazy as that sounds. Um, You know, and I I think Casey Johnson mentioned Kobe White is the youngest rookie or youngest player to ever have five three-pointers in back-to-back games. So that's Yeah, yeah, he was the youngest player in NBA history to have five three-pointers back-to-back. That's that's badass. No, yeah, so Kobe's out here cracking records, Bulls records, NBA records. Um, it, this team needs it. I think uh, any other night, his performance mixed with Zach's performance, even with the turnovers that Zach had, I think you're beating most teams. So that if that's the one positive to take away from a loss, which is usually hard to do, that that might be it. You know, a uh, performance like that from Kobe is good enough to steal you a couple games. We've already seen it twice. Right, right. You know, getting back into this fourth, this fourth quarter with the size issue. I, I, why did we not bring Sato back in? He was towards the end. You had uh, well towards the end, he was but pretty I mean, much I, your power forward. Was he? Yeah, what, no, I thought yeah, it was, was Lowry. I, I thought it was Sato, Kobe, Archie. Lo- oh, you're right. Kobe, you're right. That's what, right. That's right. 
he played a hell of a game tonight too. You know, he shot well from the field. He was playing great defense. He had three steals, five assists, four boards, ten points on a four of eight shooting, two for five from downtown. I like the way Sato played tonight. Hutchinson, he was very aggressive, and then Jim got away from him. But there was a charge that was drawn on Hutchinson, and I don't know if you noticed, he grabbed his wrist, and then he played sparingly after that. So hopefully we don't get any news tomorrow or tonight about something going wrong here. But I would have to go back. Him and Otto are both out. We're going to be seeing a lot of Archie Diakono. You're seeing a lot of them already. <laughs> but I really hope nothing's wrong with that young man, dude, because I think 21 minutes, I think he could have definitely played more than that. He was being aggressive, and he went two for six from the field. His one three-point attempt, did you notice something different on his shot tonight? That release was quicker tonight. I know it didn't go in, but maybe he's working on that. I, I don't know. It wasn't such a long wind-up with the shot. It was pretty nice and fluid if you get a chance to go and look at that check it out to anybody that's listening to that or you goose if you didn't if you didn't see it but you still talking I'm really hutch? Hoping he, yeah i'm still talking hutch yeah the one three-point attempt that he took i know he missed it but he had a quick release on the shot you know a quick a quicker release on the shot so i'm hoping he's working on that no i, I but, think i have seen an improvement from hutch in terms of his form um in terms of quickness which is encouraging hopefully um that's not just wishful thinking or my eyes playing tricks on me um and hopefully that's a development that we see come along but he's got to stay healthy if he hurt his wrist uh that's no bueno yeah i just saw him grab it so i could i'm just kind of grasping at straws to see why he didn't come back in but i did see him grab his wrist so that's why i brought it up i wasn't sure if you know homie's hurt or, or what's going on with him i, I really hope he's not because <laughs> Because I'm I'm enjoying watching him play the game, but I got you know I guess we'll just have to wait and see what goes on here. Um, and then one more thing I want to get into in, in this game just to bring up is Wendell Carter Jr. got some ticky tack bullshit fouls tonight called on him, some just like easy body contact fouls that even our announcers, which are never really, I, I will give Neil Funk and Stacy King credit, they never really say that it's happening on one side of the court compared to the other, but they did say that tonight. Bulls were getting hit with a lot of ticky-tack bullshit fouls, and I think that we are robbed of a, you know, if you look at it this way as well, that we were robbed of a potential Chicago Bulls win because we had Wendell Carter Jr. taken out. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's, he was a big presence. That's that's a story in almost every game, though. Um, and it hopefully, is. Hopefully, with his emergence and if he stays healthy, he can make a name for himself so he can stop with the nonsense calls. He can earn the respect that he deserves. Um, it's kind of like Chris Dunn. You know, we've always seen him get a shit whistle on both ends yeah. of the ball. Get yeah, called, point, he'll get yeah. called for being overly aggressive on the defensive end, and he won't get anything for calls on the offensive end. So it's we, we got to keep in mind, we are still the second youngest team in the NBA. Um, right. So earning that whistle for some of our players – might take a while, but I do think, despite the record, um, and even with the record, we're not too far out of the playoffs. Um, there are some positives that we're seeing that if Jim could get his head a little bit further out of his ass, um, and we can continue to start making a little bit more of our shots, that we could see this turn around. Well, let's hope so. And one, <laughs> I guess I had, I did have another thing. The technicals tonight, we had three of them. Jim got one of them. What the hell? 
That pissed me off, but at the end of the game, if a technical was deserved, or not deserved, but warranted, I would definitely have to say it was the Eric Bledsoe dunk, because you could tell Thad and Jim Boylan were completely pissed off about that mouthing on on NBC Sports. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. They kept saying it over and over again, and it looks like Wes Matthews and Greek Freak had to come over and talk Thad down. But if Greek Freak came talking, you know, walking over to me trying to talk me down, I'd be running the other way as fast as I possibly could. But you know, I, it, what, it, what do you think about those kind of things, man? I I, I don't like that either, just because I I think we grew up with that being a, a kind of a slap in the face. You and I are about the same age. We you know we've we've watched basketball our whole lives. We always known that you kind of dribble the clock out, right? You don't you just don't go and slam the ball down and be a, a jag bag. And I thought that was kind of a jag bag move. I get it's an unwritten rule, but at the same time, if you don't want to get dunked on at the buzzer, win the fucking game. So, I mean, uh, I get the the outrage, but at the same time, you know, I don't, when I'm playing 2K, I don't stop at the buzzer. Obviously, I'm playing against people without feelings, but why would you stop at the buzzer? Like, I don't know. Uh, to me, I understand it both ways. But at the same time, if you don't want to get dunked on at the buzzer, win the damn game. I understand your point, but you never break unwritten rules. And this is where you send in, like, this is like a conversation that me and my old man would be having right now, right? And I'd be like, he'd be like, next game we play the Bucks. Who's your, and he'd be like, Brad, who's your worst player? I'd be like, well, Cristiano Flacio, right? He's got a broken oh, okay. wrist. Just let him wear a cast out there and just. Let, and just fucking club him. Yep, there you go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He goes up for a dunk, fucking club him. Call it a goddamn day. <laughs> That's all I got for today's game, man. You want to move into Saturday's matchup? Uh, I mean, it's it's got to be a better one than tonight's, right? Well, remember, I'm going to start doing these at the beginning of every of uh, or every game preview that we do. Is it read off the the projections, the matchup predictor? The Bulls are playing the Brooklyn Nets at home. The Bulls are sitting at four and eight. Brooklyn is at four and six right now. The Bulls have a fifty-one point five percent chance to win this game, according to ESPN's Basketball Power. What? Yes, they are the they are the favorites. That is not so in Brooklyn. No, in Chicago. Oh, it's in Chicago. Okay, that's still kind of shocking. I mean, I get. You know, everyone's already calling Kyrie out as the cancer that ruined the Celtics last year, and he's why the Nets are below 500. Anybody that thought that Kyrie Irving was good, and I, I'm telling you this honestly, and I've said this his whole career. We, can, I mean, dating back to like my online radio days, dating back to early Outcasts days back in the day with uh, with SM, I have never been a believer in Kyrie Irving. I think that he is a good complement on a team, but he is not even a guy. I don't think with a shitty roster around you that can lead you to the playoffs. I just never believed in him that way, and I think you're you're seeing that a little bit here with Brooklyn. Huh. Okay. I mean. Never been a fan of him, dude. Never. All right. He could be Uncle Drew. He can have all the, the beautiful handles, but his shot selection nine times out of ten usually sucks ass, and he tries to make it the Kyrie Irving show. Okay. So. I mean, I can't, I can't dispute too much of what you're saying there. I just guess I, I have a little bit higher opinion of him. Um, but that's that's interesting. I guess he uh, really never won on his own in Cleveland. Boston, he um, kind of 
made the team take a step back from what they did when he was injured. I don't know. I, I guess we'll have to see how it plays out in Brooklyn uh, this season without KD. Obviously, when KD comes back, it changes. Oh, it's a hundred percent a different story. Yeah, hundred percent different story your, KD. Your B option. So, okay, you know, uh, like I said, I'm not uh, as down on Kyrie as you, but that's a, that's an interesting take. I I hope it shows through in the game on Saturday. Yeah, I'm hoping he gets his ass whipped on Saturday. I'm really looking forward to Chris Dunn guarding Kyrie Irving. I'm really looking. I mean, I know Kyrie's going to get his, but when Kyrie gets his, he tends to forget about everybody else around him, which is why he loses more basketball games than he wins. So, um, you know, unless he had an uber-talented roster around him, a la your Kevin Love or LeBron James. Um, But, yeah, so I I got the Bulls winning this one. I, I do think they beat Brooklyn at home. I think that... If there was positives to take away from tonight's game, that they were throwing bows and throwing shots against one of the most, or, you know, if not the best team in the Eastern Conference tonight, and they were hanging in there. So I'm going to give the Bulls the edge on uh, on Saturday, and hopefully they're able to pick up a dub. All right. I mean, I'll, I'll rock the positivity train with you and roll in there uh, hot and heavy. Uh, going to take the W. I mean, I guess even in the Rockets game, where we ended up getting our ass kicked in the second half, first half was competitive. Uh-oh. Right. Well, I mean, the bull. That's it's been a, a tale of two teams, really. Because if you look at the Bulls in the first half, especially the first quarter, I think they're out fucking scoring every team they played. <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly, they they're, they're always there. It just it fades off towards the end. And uh, you know, hopefully they can just put it all like you know put it all together. And I would love to see them do it against Brooklyn because I'm just I I just hate the Nets. I'm not a big Nets guy. So, um, you know, well, no, I, the Nets I, I really are right ahead of us in the standings there. So. Um, kind of creeping back up into that playoff picture and taking a win from the Nets. Um, I think it's a lot more doable than the Bucks game tonight. So if we have a similar style of game and we come on strong, I don't, I don't think it's too far fetched to think we could take this one. Absolutely, absolutely. You got anything else, man? Um, please, basketball gods, with all your glory and greatness. Touch Lowry Markinen again, please. Just, just, just touch him one last time, because we we need the man back. We can't. I don't know what's happened to him, but give him his basketball soul back. Give it to him. We need Baby Dirk, not Baby Brian Anderson. Oh no, Amen. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Be sure to go on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. November 16th, Murray Brothers Caddyshack Restaurant in Rosemont, Illinois. Come hang out with us, crack them, drink a couple beers. We're going to be giving away some koozies, doing some other cool prizes, donating to some charities. Come check it out, interviewing some former players of every Chicago uh, sport team. Not current players, but, you know, past players. So come check that shit out, hang out with us, have a good time. That's all I got. Let's rock it out, Bulls Nation. Let's pick up this dub. Let's go, Bulls.